What is up? This is Edgar Otraves, and here we are with another episode of the Flow Road Podcast. On today's show, I have not my cousin Dan, and we'll be talking about guilty pleasures. As always, it's always a pleasure uh, talking to my good friend, not my cousin Dan. I hope you guys enjoy it too. If you ever find yourself in the need for a coffee mug or a throw pillow or t-shirt, you can find that kind of stuff over at shop.theflowrollpodcast.com. Also follow us on Instagram as The Flow Roll. Now on with the show. All right. Welcome to another episode of The Flow Roll Podcast. This is Edgar Otraves with my co-host, not my cousin, Dan. Hey. Hey. So, uh... Emily, like uh, in the last in the last podcast, she kind of she was like, "What am I? Am I, am I your co-host, your cohort?" I'm like, "I didn't know we needed to kind of." This is like she's a co-host. I'm like, "All right, co-host it is." Got to put a label on it. We have to. All right. So, in today's podcast, we're doing guilty pleasures. So, like you yeah, brought it's this, an, it's another uh, listener request podcast. We're getting listener requests. Yeah, people, I, people, enough people are listening to it and are into it that they're making requests. Yeah, I, I dig it. I dig it because uh, who doesn't have a guilty pleasure, you know? Oh yeah, I mean, most of mine are going to be food related. <laughs> I don't think that'll be a surprise. <laughs> I but, have, yeah. I mean, they're all kinds of guilty pleasures, stuff <laughs> you're not supposed to like. Stuff that you're supposed to actively like make fun of. Yeah. You like it, you know? Oh yeah. Yeah. You're not going to, you're never going to admit that, that that's what you like, you know? But, um, so why don't you, uh, shoot with one? Let's see what kind of guilty place right. you got on you. I'm going to kick it off. This is, this is my, uh, most frequently indulged guilty pleasure and it's food, right? Okay. And it's food that, I know is garbage. I know tastes like crap, but you have a, a certain sentimentality for it. Uh-huh. And it's not just the food itself. That's the guilty pleasure. It's the way that I eat it. <laughs> okay. SpaghettiOs. Good old fashioned SpaghettiOs. And there's only one, well, for me, there are two proper ways to eat it, but there's the, the only proper way to eat SpaghettiOs is to just pop the can open and eat it straight out of the can. No, no, no heating it up, no cooking it, just SpaghettiOs straight out of the can. Get out of here. You don't do that, Ab- do you? Absolutely. <laughs> it, is, it is the way to do it. And sometimes, sometimes. This is there's a whole category of this sort of guilty pleasure, but with spaghettios in particular, I like to use it as a dip. <laughs> use spaghettios as like a chip dip. Dip in there with Fritos scoops. Wow! Yeah, and you know, it's like I'm I'm kind of a foodie. Yeah. You know, I I get serious about food. And I know, I know what I'm saying is garbage. And like, there is, there is nothing good about SpaghettiOs other than 
you remember the first time you ever had spaghettios you know oh dude but, that but, is yeah, and that 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 leads into kind of other guilty pleasures i love using things that aren't dip as dip oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, first of all okay so I want to I, I want to explore this this idea of spaghettios as dip because I want to I want to get a clearer picture of what you're doing here. So I imagine not my cousin Dan sitting at like the kitchen counter with an open can of spaghettios. Okay, no, you you don't eat <coughs> when you're talking about a guilty pleasure like this. Uh-huh. You don't eat it like a human being. You're not sitting at a table or a counter or anything like that. You're sitting in your your lazy boy while you're watching TV. <laughs> okay. And it's, it, it's resting on your stomach because your stomach's <laughs> big enough that it kind of sits out and you rest it on your stomach. Uh-huh. So with the dip anyway, you pour it into a bowl. Okay. And then you take your bag of chips and you just dip them in the, in the SpaghettiOs. Okay. So you're sitting on your lazy boy armchair feet are kicked up of course you got you got your bowl with your cold spaghettios and what kind of chip are you eating here specifically when i'm talking about dipping i'm I'm a big fan of of frito scoops those are an ingenious little invention by yeah and they're they're like a little thicker there's a little Mm. more body to them than your average frito i mean they're engineered food yes I, and I mean, let's let's also be clear. Fritos should be considered a guilty pleasure too, because that's not exactly a high quality food stuff. You no, know? no, it's not. It's it's but, not. But it's an ingenious little piece of uh, food because you have it's 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 perfectly, you know, uh, carved or mm-hmm. or manufactured or however you want to call it, so that you can scoop up food. And I love it with like things like chili and, you know, beans, stuff like that. Yeah. I've never thought of um, SpaghettiOs. <laughs> hey, you know, I lived alone for a long time. So yeah. <laughs> when you when you scoop the SpaghettiOs, what is an optimal proportion? En- enough to fill the little scooper. Okay. And what are you trying to get? You trying to get like some of the pasta or no pasta, most of the sauce. No, some is, this is spaghettios we're talking about here. You can't really separate the two. Okay. The sauce and the rings are the same damn thing. Oh shit. I wish you didn't tell me this. Now I want to try it. Yeah. I want to yeah. try it. I want to try it just to experience what you're experiencing. Although I'll tell you the thing about spaghettios every once in a while. Cause I loved like the spaghettios with the little hot dogs in it, you know? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> when I was a kid, I loved that. I know. And, and I think I loved it because I didn't get it very often. My mom, you know, she is from Poland. My grandmother ran a bakery in Chicago and like she was a professional baker and a oh, professional wow. cook, you know? And so like most of my food when I was a kid was, was very traditional, like traditional, Polish food, you know, I was I was the kid, the poor bastard kid who nobody would trade with at lunch because it was like I had head cheese sandwiches and stuff. You know? <laughs> um, didn't didn't really have too much of the um, 
SpaghettiOs or, or that kind of thing. And so like when I would have it, it was a luxury item. It was, it was like months and months of begging for it. And finally mom caved in, you know? And so I loved the SpaghettiOs with the little hot dog coins in it. And so every once in a while I'll buy a can of that. And it's like a reminder of, okay, that's a step too far. Cause it's not good. It's terrible. Yeah. It, it's, it's gross. The, the little cut up hot dog coins just make it gross. Now, if I take my own hot dog, get a nice Vienna beef hot dog and cut it up, that's a different story. But don't go buy in the can with the hot dog coins in it. <laughs> no, for sure. Uh, I've, I've tasted those hot dog coins. Uh, the only way I like those things if um, it's when they're fried. When they're like straight yeah. up fried, that's when yeah. they're good. But like, yeah, in the sauce. Or like the, the SpaghettiOs with the meatballs in it. Also gross. I don't know what those meatballs are. I think they're Play-Doh. <laughs> uh, but, but, you know, kind of a, I guess I'm a purist when it comes to SpaghettiOs. So you just, you just want plain SpaghettiOs, no hot dog coins, no meatballs, just pasta right. and sauce. That's interesting. I have, I have a similar kind of um, a guilty pleasure that I have not indulged in many, many years. But and every now and then, the little voice in my head says, "Oh, you should do that." And when I go to do that, my wife slaps my hand away and she says, "No." And and uh, thank God for that. But like the the thing I used to do before I met my wife was whenever there wasn't any food, and I was like too pressed for time or too lazy to make anything. I would get myself some fruity pebbles, pour it in a giant cup, like one of those 20 ounce cups. Yeah. The super cheap ones you would get at a dollar store. Yeah. The plastic ones. The yeah. plastic ones. Where, where it's like, if it's got anything printed on it, it washes off. And so it's just like streaky, crumbly on the outside. Yeah. 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 Or there are all kinds of obnoxious colors like teal and purple or whatever. But anyway, like, and I would fill that sucker. I would fill that sucker up with halfway with fruity pebbles, and then fill it as much as I can with milk. And I would just not even spoon the just, stuff. Just drink it. Just yeah, drink I've it. Done it. I've yeah. done it. I fruity or pebbles. Like, go ahead. Like, have you ever done? And there's like a scene I think in in Forgetting Sarah Marshall where the guy, <laughs> the main guy, does this, where you just take like a mixing bowl, like a big Tupperware bowl, and you oh. just fill it you basically pour an entire box of cereal in there and then you just sit there and just power through it. Uh, I, 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 I didn't know that happened in Sarah Marshall. I, I saw that movie. I didn't see it all. I saw portions of it because mm -hmm. like my sister was watching it, but so I didn't actually see it, but I know what it's about. And I, um, I didn't know they did that in that movie, but I have done that myself. And oh yeah. It, and it's it, fruity pebbles. Fruity, it's, it's a magic cereal. Fruity pebbles is like the best. And there's also the boy discovered it, and and I like it too. They make a s'mores cereal where it's like golden grams and little chocolate, like, <laughs> basically like chocolate Captain Crunch sort of, uh -huh. and marshmallows in there. Oh, killer! <laughs> yeah. So like. Uh, one of my guilty pleasures that is kind of uh, 
it's like uh i guess you know it's like every time i mention it people are like really you know and i'm like yeah what's what's wrong with that you know so like i don't tell people much that i like this but it's uh i like that show glee yeah that's definitely a guilty pleasure i don't understand that's on my list it's one of those shows where you almost feel bad watching it yeah like like you're not supposed to like i'm not supposed to and it's weird and it's you know, I don't identify with any of the characters or anything. I just find it entertaining. You know, I like yeah. I like that they sing. You know, it's just like I like the songs they sung. You know, it's just like it was very modern in terms of this, the choice. Yeah. Music. And it was over the top, you know, very melodramatic. Yeah. You're basically watching a musical soap opera about teenagers. About teenagers. Right. And yeah. so and I just enjoyed it. It was it was a show I would watch with my wife, you know, and uh, and we loved it. And it was funny because the first time I discovered that show. So the first time I discovered that show was when I was living in the I living in a condo I, I owned in Chicago. And we went up to the wake uh, workout room. I jumped on the treadmill. And like always, when I jump on that treadmill, I would turn on the TV and then run while I watch stuff. Right. And so I was flipping through the channels. And I landed on on Fox and there it was. It was like the pilot episode of Glee. And like I was watching for, I don't know, the first five, 10 minutes, you know, and like the first and in the first act, you get the introduction to the like some of the major characters. And so that's the part where they have to hook you. Right, man. Did they hook? They did a great job of hooking me because yeah, got you right through the lip. Right there, right. right in the beginning. Yes, yes, totally. Because it was like the, I forgot, her, Mich- uh, was it Michelle? I can't remember her name anymore. Le- Leah Michelle, I think. Leah Michelle, yeah. Leah Michelle is like, you know, doing a like a voiceover of all of this like little montage of her being, trying to be fabulous and at the same time getting bullied. But like the thing that hooked me was she was walking around and they they drenched her in soda or whatever. Yeah. And I was like, what the heck is going on? And then they were like trolling her on Facebook. And I thought it was hilarious. And then I was like, okay, I got to watch this. You know, because how, because you know, she's the lowest on the totem pole. You know, she's yep. got to climb. Yep. She's going to make that climb. This, And I was like, okay, you got me. I've never seen this kind of character be this low on the totem pole. Yeah. I, I think that's one of the things I got to kick out of that show too, as, as it starts out, she's like the lowest rung on the social totem pole, but she thinks she's like, <laughs> yes. you know, she thinks she's like the popular girl. You know? Yeah. Oh no, but she, she's, she's, or she acts like she's the popular. Girl. Yes. There's, there's a big portion. There's a big helping of delusion on her, on her plate there. And yeah. She, she, but she also realizes that she's not exactly there. So she, she's, sure. she's kind of living in two places at the same time. But yeah, it, it was like, okay. So she knows, she knows she's getting shit on, but one day she's going to be a yeah. star. Right. You know? Yeah. And uh, so I was like, okay, well, let's, let's go for this ride. Show me where you're going. And, uh, but that was a guilty pleasure for a long time. Uh, I just thought it was, I, I, I found everything about it really intriguing. And uh, it was, a lot of the show, and I guess it's a guilty pleasure because, like, I'm not gonna be able to talk to my jujitsu buddies about this fucking show. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. They're yeah, looking at me that's, like, that's man, that's the definition of a guilty pleasure. It's something that you like, but you don't talk about it. I don't you know? talk about it unless it's on a podcast, right? <laughs> you don't. You don't talk about it. Yeah. You, you don't bring it up to your friends. You know. 
No, no, because if I say, oh, dude, did you ever see, you know, because they're sitting around talking about football or the last knockout or whatever. And then I'd be like, oh, yeah, do you ever see that episode of Glee where this, they're going to be looking at it like, what the fuck? Yeah. <laughs> yep. No, it's, uh, we're, we're, we're attacking this podcast from a standpoint of vulnerability today because, I mean, there's nobody that I would choose to reveal that I like to sit around dipping Fritos into, into SpaghettiOs, you know, that's, that's kind of a pathetic, pathetic image, you know? Uh, eh, you see, but I've done that too. I mean, I haven't done it with, with, you know, Cheerios or Oreo or, or what is SpaghettiOs. I've, I've done it with, you know, Fruity Pebbles. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So yeah. it's just like, you know, yeah, I, I've, I've done, I've, I've been in the same position, just different food. <laughs> so glee you know i had when and so since they haven't been around that much anymore i can't this is not an active guilty pleasure but when i was in college me and one of my friends total guilty pleasure soap operas like daytime huh. as the world turns we would get into it man we would get into those characters and the intrigue and how ridiculous it was every day. Like there were even a couple of semesters. I'm pretty sure if I remember correctly, where we like enrolled in our classes and built our schedule around making sure we were home every day at, at whatever time it was that as the world turns came on. <laughs> wow. Well, I I uh, I can't say that I ever done anything like that. Uh, let me see. I, I'm not saying it's worth it. I'm saying it's a guilty pleasure. <laughs> it's a yeah. guilty pleasure. I, I you know I uh, I I almost wish that I spoke and understood enough Spanish that I could watch telenovelas because they look awesome. Oh, dude, telenovelas uh, just look like just raising it up to eleven you know, cranking the amp up to 11 on the soap opera. That is an interesting um, kind of point because my mom loves her goddamn soap operas and I can't stand them. I can't stand them. And I think maybe that's why I don't like daytime soap operas because they resemble uh, in some ways the those, those Spanish soap operas. Well, I mean, that's what telenovelas are. It's the same thing, mm-hmm. just in Spanish, and it's all over the top. Oh. It's it, as if soap operas themselves aren't already over the top. It's 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 a little too much, and you can tell when when some Latin person watches too much uh, fucking soap operas because everything's like "Por qué? ¿Y qué?" And I'm like, <laughs> chill the fuck out. <laughs> this is not fucking you know as the world turns in Spanish. Like, chill your ass out. Like fuck you know like it drives me nuts because there are some people that i know who do that who i know who speak when i speak to them in spanish i'm like oh hold up uh, yeah there I'm was like, a, a while there i was trying to kind of force myself to learn spanish it didn't work but i would watch uh on tv there was like a morning news show sort of thing sort of like a regis and kathy lee kind of thing but it was el gordo y la flaca oh el gordo y la flaca and yes. i would i would watch that every day like hoping that i would get some spanish out of it you know by immersion never happened yeah that's funny there's a few 
man, Spanish TV was really naughty there for a minute. Now that's a guilty pleasure for sure. Like there was a, man, I probably watched shit that I shouldn't be watching. There was this one show called A La Cama Con Porcel. And that translates to as uh, to bed with Porcel. And it was it was a racy variety show of some sort okay. or, or the skit show. And so I can't remember too much about it because I was really little when this show was on. Yeah. <laughs> it was like, but, like Spanish Benny Hill. Yes, yes. That's kind of yeah. what it was. It was kind of like that. Uh, and so they had skits and, and there was like every joke was dirty, you know, and I was just like, oh, <laughs> and it was like, but they, like the, the <laughs> stupid show. There's got to be a YouTube of it someplace, but there like there was a song, and it was just the title of the show over and over again. A la cama, a la cama, a la cama con porcel, and it was just like these women singing, dancing in nineties or whatever. I was just like, "What the fuck is this?" <laughs> and you know, I was like, I think I was like five when this show came out. I was just like, "What is going on?" And it was weird because in my household, like nobody paid attention to that. Like, oh, you're five, you shouldn't be watching this. No, mm-hmm. it was like I was five. I was it was like 10, 11 o'clock at night. I'm watching some dude run around a bed being chased by these women in, in 90s. And I was like, what? What? What's going on? I probably should not have been watching that. Now that you know, that's that's kind of funny because my parents, uh, both of them were teachers. And so like we had limits on TV time and stuff like that. You know, it was it was like, you know, limits on I didn't even have video games until I, I was like a teenager, you know, and like we didn't have cable TV. The first time I ever had cable TV was in my dorm room in college. And but we still had shows that they didn't want me watching, you know. And so for a long time, I just assumed like they were scandalous or 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 something like that. And uh, like one of those shows, for for whatever reason, my parents were like adamant they didn't want me watching three's company really they were like really adamant about it and so i didn't watch it like i i would try to sneakily watch it sometimes when i was a kid because it's like when you're a kid it's like well it's got to be cool if they don't want to see it you know (laughs) and and, you know i know i snuck a few episodes and i was like i that show's not for kids so yeah you don't know what it's about it's not even like scandalous or anything and then at some point I asked them about it when I was like in my twenties, I was like, you guys really had a problem with that show. Like, why didn't you want me to watch it? And they were like, Oh, we didn't have a problem with it. We just thought it was stupid. <laughs> you just thought it was a stupid show. And, and, and so, and you know, whatever. Oh man. John Ritter, right? John Ritter. Yeah. 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 That, that show, man, there's, now that I think about it, there's a lot of shit that my parents like should have stopped me from watching and didn't and didn't kind of stop me. Like they sat in the room as we watched this stuff and they didn't think anything of it. Like, for example, Three's Company is one and the other one's Night Court. Oh, and I loved that show. I thought that show was and, hilarious. And my parents had no problem with me watching that show. And actually, like if you compare them side by side, Night Court was a lot racier. You think so? Than Three's Company was. Like, yeah, I mean, Three's Company dealt with, like, sort of 
casual sex a little a little bit not much considering it was made in the 70s and 80s so i mean they could only take things so far but night court like one of the main characters was like a a sexual deviant you know <laughs> yeah i know dan, dan fielding was was kind of a lunatic and yeah. and almost every episode like the b plot revolved around what kind of naughty sex stuff was dan trying to get involved in and he was and he was like really kind of out there with the whole yeah sex thing too yeah but like my parents had no problem with night court and they liked that show i i i love that show i i'll still go back and like look up reruns of it and like yeah man it's super dated but it's still fun to watch yeah that's that's another point like three's company i don't think would hold up probably and also um it's probably not that relatable anymore you know because that whole situation like the whole crux of the the series was that you had three single people living together as roommates and one of them was a guy yeah and that's like, oh my God, can't do that. Whereas now, I, that sort of thing is commonplace, you know. Or yeah. if it's if not commonplace, it's there's, there's nothing even remotely scandalous about it. Yeah, yeah, that show doesn't hold up at all. The more I think about it, yeah, that's I mean, a good I haven't, point too. I haven't seen any episodes of it in years, but I, I would imagine, like, somebody watching it would in. in the context of now would be like i i do not understand why any of this is a problem well also like because they would play it for laughs and and i think if i remember like at least for the first two or three seasons jack who was uh john John ritter's character had to pretend he was gay so that he could live in the apartment you know and so they played that for for laughs and stuff and i think that's where it would maybe be problematic. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but, but not just that. I just think, I, I just don't think anybody would be able to relate to the situations anymore. Like, cause there's no awkwardness around any of that stuff anymore. Yeah, there isn't. And, but like also the, I think the one place that it's where it would really suffer would be like, for example, um, Don Knotts character, um, Mr. Furley, Mr. Furley he would constantly make fun of, you know, John Ritter's character, Jack for being gay. So he would have, he would have all these jokes and Mm -hmm. and names and stuff. They would call him. That would not do well. Probably not. Probably not. Although Don Knotts is a treasure. I would watch Don Knotts in anything. He is great. He is great. He is great in that show too. It's just a, there's so many like, I, I, don't, I can't even bring myself to say some of the things he says, but it's just like, there's a lot of name calling and it is, it would not be cool by today's standards. Um, but also the other guy, the other guy, the guy before him, remember it was a married couple that owned the, the, the duplex or was managing that, that. No, that wasn't, it was, um, it was the Ropers. Yeah. The Ropers. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Stanley Roper and Mrs. Yeah. Roper. Yes. Stanley Roper or Mr. Roper would make fun of, uh, jack with the same kind of stuff you know it's just ugh. it's just yeah, yeah. It, it would be it would be it just would not make it today it would get canceled in like a second <laughs> probably wouldn't make it off the the writing room out of the writing room oh no i mean and whoever wrote it would 
would be like you're done you know yeah well i mean look at look at like the roseanne show right i mean roseanne got canceled or got like written out of her own show it was crazy it's now the commerce I, I wish I could remember what she did, but I, I remember when she got written out of it, I was kind of like, good. <laughs> I was she she uh, got she got like all hopped up on she was like drunk and up on uh, antidepressants or off mm-hmm. antidepressants. Something happened and she started she was on like on some kind of she Twitter. She went on like a Twitter rampage. Yeah. Yeah. And, and that's one of those things where man, let's let's not diverge into talking about politics or culture, you know, but I will say, yeah, freedom of speech is a thing, but freedom of speech does not mean speaking without consequence. You know? Yes. Right. Um, yeah. Like the, the freedom of speech means, yeah, nobody from the, you're not going to get arrested for saying something stupid. You know, you're no, nobody's going to make a law that says you can't say things, but there are plenty of things that you just shouldn't fucking say. Yes. And if you do say them, other people are well within their rights to exact consequences. You know? Yes, I agree. I agree. I think, I think, again, not to get too far down this path, but, you know, one of the things with, with law is they, they made these laws so that people would, would not get, you know, for example, get into a fight, get hurt to end up in the hospital. And there's all these kind of damages that are incurred, you know, hospital you know, mm-hmm. payments, et cetera. They wanted to kind of minimize that, right? But now what's happened is assholes. Wait, what laws are we talking about? Here? Just laws in general. Like, for example, oh. um, uh, assault and battery. Let's just go with that, okay. right? I, I so, like, if you, say, if you say something, I can't hit you, right? If you mm-hmm. say something offensive, I can't hit you, right? But now I have to sit here and take it while I can't hit you. I can't really sue you. I guess I can sue you for what is it defamation of character is that what it is or is it i don't know one of those but it's but it's just like you know it's like there's no consequence right Mm -hmm. so you're kind of getting away with doing with whatever you're having to say and and just being a jerk right so uh i agree with you there's got to be consequences if you you know granted maybe assault shouldn't be one of them but there should be some kind of consequence. People should not get to be jerks. Well, and I think people do pay consequences. Like, look at Roseanne. Look at the the never-ending list of people who got taken down by, like, Me Too. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah, they said stupid shit. And nobody was st- stepping on their right to freedom of speech. But there are cultural consequences to doing stupid shit, you know? Yeah. To saying stupid things. Or if not stupid things angry things you know i think and and i think especially now in the social media age we've we've gotten to a point where like so many people have just lost any sense whatsoever about you know you don't have to respond to everything yes you don't have to share every thought that comes to the tip of your mind you know you don't you don't have to say every little thing that that comes up to you you know you, you can, sometimes it's okay to not respond to things. Sometimes it's okay to not share your thoughts. Sometimes it's okay to just keep shit to yourself. Yes. Yes. You know, like there's, yeah. If, if you don't, I mean, whatever happened to the old adage of like, 
you know, if you don't have anything nice to say, don't say anything at all. Yeah. You know? And you I know? think we've, we've kind of lost that, you know? Well, it, it's become, it's become kind of like, because of social media, it's become like the flipping off while you're driving. Right. Yeah. yeah you can't catch yeah. me. I'm in my car. You know, mm-hmm. you don't really know who I am. You might see my, my license plate. But right. You're not going to come to my house. Right. Yeah. Unless right. you follow me. And that's what happens. Sometimes people get found out. They get doxxed yeah. or whatever. Right. And, and there's consequences to well, and And that's the thing with social media is people have this because of the way it started, because of the nature of the Internet as it used to be. You, you could do certain things like that with a certain amount of anonymity. You, you could show your ass on social media and be fine, you know? Well, things have changed. There's no such thing as anonymity anymore. No matter how much you want it, if you say something stupid or tweet something stupid, you're, you can't hide from it, you know? You can't hide from it. It's going it, to... It may not come back to haunt you, but when it does come back to haunt you, you really don't have any right to sit back and say, well, but freedom of speech and blah, blah, blah. No. Yeah. You, you, you were free to say it because you said it. Nobody stopped you from saying it. Mm -hmm. And now that you've said it, people are allowed to be mad at you Mm -hmm. and people are allowed to, to take consequences, you know, but whatever. Yeah. Let's get back to the guilty pleasures. I, I believe it's your turn. Oh man. Well, I'm gonna I'm gonna switch to music. Okay. Guilty pleasure. It's hard for me to admit this publicly, but I love the band Journey. <laughs> I don't know if that's really a guilty pleasure. Oh, that's totally a guilty pleasure. They're ridiculous. <laughs> it's ridiculous, but Steve Perry's got those lungs on him, man. Yeah. And 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 those songs, their songs have hooks. Yeah. They they, they hook you in and suck you in. They, you know. It's good music. I like it. I like that. I mean, I like all that that kind of error. You know, there's like uh I have a playlist and yeah. that's 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 it's that's one of the songs. And there's yeah. a, there's a f- quite a few songs of that and, nature on there. And I don't know if Journey really qualifies as a hair band. I don't know if they I do don't, either. I don't know if they do, but I mean, it's that style of music. Just the big difference is that Steve Perry could actually sing. And, <laughs> and, and most hair bands, it was just like growling or shouting, you mm-hmm. know? Um, but man, it's just music that gets to me i i like i like journey i like journey i like that song I, not not that it's journey this is this other yeah. song uh built this city on rock on rock and roll yeah jefferson starship i think or just starship at starship that i think yeah you know like, i like that song it's like all the kind of same kind of music and yep. i have a, pl- a a playlist yeah that sort of early 80s really sort of big bombastic music yeah not like metal at all no but you know like pop power pop power (laughs) pop (laughs) it's a new genre now power pop. and then and then like with 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 journey i always try to sing along and i can't sing along because nobody can sing along with steve perry nobody can sing like that yeah no but but 
I'll, I'll sit there and I'll try. Yeah. And I'll just have cracking voice and everything. Yeah. And it's funny because it's a song and it's music, but I don't know if you can dance to it. No, you can't. You can't dance to Journey. No. <laughs> you might be able to dance to We Built This City, you know? Uh, now that song's in my head. We built this city on rock and roll. Yeah. Yeah. It's all, it's, it's great. I'll <laughs> pop it on and the kids start dancing their heads off, you know, but it's just like, yeah. you know, kids can do that to a song like that. Right. The grown yeah. adults, not so much. <laughs> no. And yeah, the eighties were not exactly an era of great music. There was some good music, like the rhythmics were friggin' awesome. And, uh, but um, yeah, I mean, most, most really popular eighties music was kind of bad <laughs> i don't know uh guns and roses was 80s wasn't it yeah guns and roses was 80s i like guns and roses guns you and gotta roses. like guns guns and roses was was awesome yeah and, and i don't they, they were the biggest thing you know and and they came around really when i almost feel like people were starving for new rock stars because the rolling stones were still huge uh, a lot of like 70s and 60s bands, even like the Rolling Stones, were still the biggest names. You know, Aerosmith from the 70s was still like the biggest name. And then, then Guns N' Roses and Motley Crue came along. And then you had like a new generation of those like superstars. Yeah. Absolute superstar rock bands. And they, they brought a new sound to it. You know, they were, they were, basically metal that got a little softer and yes. turned into hard rock you know yes i agree it's, it's it was kind of like it was it was it's kind of flirting with pop music mm -hmm. right yeah yeah but but yeah because in the seven like again you still had the rolling stones and other big big 60s rock and roll bands and then you know the 70s bands like like aerosmith and acdc were still huge in the 80s just huge Ozzy Osbourne, you know, and yeah, I think Guns N' Roses, I, I, I'm, I, I'm probably blanking out, but Guns N' Roses and like Motley Crue, John Bon Jovi, John Bon Jovi is another guilty pleasure, absolute guilty pleasure. Yes. And, and yes, it is guilty. You should be embarrassed. I am to admit that you like John Bon Jovi. I, I like, I love me some John Bon Jovi. I, I, lo I love John Bon Jovi too. And uh, it's funny because we were, um, I, you know, here and there, and I think I've told you this, but like Emily knows this. I'll, I'll sing the kids, you know, yeah, you know, to, so that they go to sleep or whatever. And sometimes it's just me singing. Like, it's just me singing. Like, my daughter's like, sing this and sing that. And now she's gotten to the point where she, like, knows the songs and is singing along. And I'm like, I thought we were going to sleep here. This is not a fucking concert. You know, just go to sleep, you know. But so she, so the songs that she, <laughs> she knows now are John Bon Jovi songs, like Living on the Prayer. Oh, yeah. Uh, et yeah. cetera. You know, so it's just like, we were at a, um, we were we were at this, this like uh, Disney cruise concert thing. All right. And so we're on this Disney cruise and they have a little concert and they're, you know, they're, they have their like performers like up on the stage singing songs and stuff. And one of the songs they sang was John, Bo John Bon Jovi's living on a prayer. And so my daughter's like, Oh, yes. I love this song. And she starts singing along with the song. Mm -hmm. 
And then um, one of our relatives was standing next to us and said, like, how does she know this song? <laughs> I'm like, it's my fault. <laughs> yeah. yeah, you know, I sing it to her as a, a lullaby. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know, it sounds more absurd when you say it. <laughs> But no, I love I, I I I love all that journey music. I mean, one of the songs in the beginning of the Glee show is a journey song. Yeah, yeah, definitely. So anyway, uh here. So I'll give you another one of my uh guilty pleasures here. Um this one is 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 more TV stuff. It's Desperate Housewives. You know, I have never seen an episode of Desperate Housewives, but I'm I'm not going to shame you. No, not you, much. Just you, a little bit. You you should. Uh, are you are you a Samantha? Is that are you a Samantha? Is that I don't remember. I don't remember any of the names anymore. Uh, it's been a while, but like, there's been a couple of times where we're like, you know, we're you know scrolling through our feed on the streams streaming services. And it'll pop up and I'll be like, hey, you know, you, you want to watch an episode? And my wife was like, yeah, sure. And I'm like, yes, let's watch some. <laughs> yeah. like, so we're watching yeah. Housewives. I don't know what it is about that show. I mean, sure, there's pretty women in the show, right? Like, all of the women are, are beautiful, right? But it's 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 the I don't I think it's oh, like dude. I when I asked you if you were a Samantha, I totally had it confused with Sex in the City. Oh no no no! Totally no. different. Okay, desperate. Sorry, I'm, no. I'm gonna bring it back. Desperate Housewives. Okay, I'm on. I'm on the same page with okay. you. Okay, yeah. Now I know what you what, what you meant by another, another show that I've never seen an episode of. But yeah, Six, Sex in the City. Yeah, no, I, I wouldn't watch that. Yeah, nor will I shame anybody else for having that as a guilty pleasure. But because uh, I mean, I have no room to talk. But uh, the Desperate Housewives, they all live on this. It's like a neighborhood, right? Uh, Isteria Lane. And so they all live on this block. And there are the different people that live on this block. They, you know, they, you know, they have relationships, they cheat on each other. They, they it's a it's a fucking soap opera, right? But there's there's quite a bit of comedy played along with it. And it's a little less, it's it's you know, higher, it's it's a higher production value, right? Than, a, mm -hmm. than your regular soap opera. So they shoot on what appears to be film. And, and the music isn't as uh, canned, but there's, there's canned, there's pretty candy music on there. Right. So yeah. it's like, everything's like, a dun, dun, dun. Oh, she's sneaking in the house. Dun, dun, dun. You know? And so <laughs> it's just like, it's all overplayed. Right. But for some reason, it's not nearly as bad, and it might just be because it's on film. I don't know. Like, oh, I think it's the production values play a lot into it because there's a lot of like primetime soap opera -y stuff that if you just were, to, if you just like step back from it and think about it in terms of the characters and the things that they actually do, and the the way the plot the plot meanders along, you know. That's stuff that would fit in like an episode of All My Children or something. <laughs> you know? But but it, you got higher production uh, production values and it's on in prime time, so you don't think about it the same way. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah, but exactly. And it's 
yeah, it's a it's a guilty pleasure because I'm watching a show about women, and you know, but I, it was <laughs> it was fun because I would watch it with my wife, and then we would talk like, oh, you could believe that? Can you believe what just happened? Yeah, yeah, yeah. My uh, partner uh, used to try to get me to watch Grey's Anatomy with her all the time, <laughs> and I tried, I tried, Lord help me, I tried, but I just could not. I could not. It, it didn't work for me. Wow. Yeah, I tried to like I forgot who I think it was like a former girlfriend or somebody tried to get me to watch that. And I tried to and I was like, hey, you know, no, just couldn't do it. Couldn't get into it. So give me another one. So of yours. Is desperate. Is Desperate Housewives streaming anywhere? Oh, I'm pretty sure you can find it someplace. Oh, I, I, I don't know. I might I might give it a shot. Check it out. It's 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 just fun you know but yeah it's just like it's one of those things where it's like i would watch with my wife and that's what made it fun i think a lot of these guilty pleasures too certain uh center around uh who i'm watching it with yeah so like that was one of the shows that my wife and i would watch like there was very there's very like my just not to talk about my wife too much but she doesn't like any of like the mystery or horror or anything that could kind of make her anxious yeah this is like getting anxious and so it's hard to find stuff to watch with her and this is one of those shows that was just kind of fun to watch with her because yeah. they had they had a little like there's a little intrigue you know a little mystery sure, sure you know but it was a uh, but it was just enough to like be able to like pass her her standards yeah okay yeah, if we're if we're gonna stay on TV shows, a guilty pleasure for me is like the the whole genre of like uh, the teen sort of coming of age soap opera shows, like Dawson's Creek. <laughs> wow, oh, that stuff sucks me in. I don't know why. I can't understand it. It makes no sense to me. But I get into those shows. I was when I was. It because Dawson's Creek came on while I was in college is when it started, and that show just s slapped me upside the head and got into my brain, and I still easily get sucked into that stuff. Like there's there's a show, I think it's on Sci-Fi, but it, they have it on Netflix called The Magicians. Uh huh. That's a. It's basically, you know, a teen coming of age soap opera just that they have magic and are fighting against the end of the world type of thing you know oh really sort of sort of a buffy the vampire slayer sort of vibe to it you know but um yeah i i just get sucked into those shows and they're they're awful and they're stupid but i love them yeah i i uh I have one just like that. And I actually skipped over it because I, I didn't want to mention it because I, I thought I was doing too much TV. But Buffy the Vampire Slayer is on my list of things that I'm. Yeah, I feel like that's not, you know, like 20 years ago, maybe a guilty pleasure, you know, uh -huh. now. That show is is truly like a cult classic phenomenon because it was Joss Whedon and, you know, and Joss Whedon took over Hollywood and, and is basically responsible for every movie that gets made now. And so now it's like the guilty pleasure of let's, let's look at where he came from, you know? 
Yeah, Joss Whedon has some. There's there's a few reasons um, why it's a guilty pleasure. Because first of all, the title, right? It's yeah, it's ridiculous. There's a woman named Buffy or a girl. She's a girl. Yeah, and she and she kills vampires, right? And and her name is Buffy, and it's just weird, right? So it's just, but uh, the show just gets wackier and wackier as the years go on. But the other problem with that show is um, she, well, I mean, sure, there's plenty of girl power and who doesn't like girl power, right? But um, the problem with that show is, like like you said, Joss Whedon made the show. And there's been a lot of trouble with Joss Whedon as of late. Apparently, he's gotten a divorce because he's been kind of, uh, I guess, using his position for oh no yeah really for naughtiness yes he's gotten himself quite a bit of trouble and so i don't uh, i i i think he's kind of been um you know just kind of been shut out of hollywood he did he did the he did that movie i didn't know any of this yeah it, it's it kind of started kind of uh boiling to the top or whatever uh with the whole justice league movie so uh because what happened is you heard Zack snyder he stepped down in mm-hmm. the middle of production of that movie and then joss whedon stepped in to kind of finish it off yeah and it was a big fruit for all because now you had the same guy who's responsible for marvel doing dc well i mean there's that part of it too right but then like there's a um there's a lot of controversy uh, around it or a lot of weirdness because like Zack Snyder, he stepped down because he was dealing with the uh, passing of his daughter. She committed suicide. Oh boy. And so that's why he stepped down. And so, because he just, he was trying to kind of push forward through that and he just couldn't do it anymore. And so he, he had to step down. Joss Whedon got tapped to come in and, and do or, or finish it off. And so he took a lot of the footage that was already created and then made new footage, shot new footage and kind of treated some people really poorly in the process. And I don't understand why, uh, uh, specifically the character that plays cyborg okay. or, the, or the actor that plays cyborg, he was really poorly, poorly treated by, um, Joss Whedon, he, he, he says that he's been kind of, uh, I, well, I guess there was supposed to be more story to his character and Joss Whedon cut it all out. And it, it, I don't want to, I don't want to yell racism. I don't know if that's really kind of what happened here. I think he was just being a jerk. Joss Whedon was, uh, or maybe, I don't know. Like, again, I don't know what happened. Maybe it was just a misinterpretation from the, the actor. Uh, of of Joss Whedon's kind of methods, but I, I guess I guess almost everybody was complaining about their treatment on set by Joss Whedon. Also, um, so maybe he just didn't want to be there, or maybe they gave it to him when it was like really kind of too late in terms of like when it was supposed to be yeah. launched and stuff, and kind of like didn't treat people kindly was just trying to get things done was more concerned with timeline i don't i don't know what the reason was um it because it's not what i've typically heard about joss whedon but then other things started coming up about 
his kind of behavior with women on set and stuff like that and him using that's that's a real shame to hear yeah yeah Yeah. there's there's also a cringy uh wonder woman script that he wrote way back when and i read a few pages of i don't know if it's actually the script that he handed out but it reads like um like a steamy you know novel Mm. and it's just like wait a minute why is there so much of this in there isn't this just a script why do we need all that you know so i don't know if what i read is really the script but supposedly it is because you know you you find out on the internet you don't know if what you're reading is real so but anyway there's that's joss whedon and that's a big downer sorry about that (laughs) why don't you give us another one oh boy I don't know. I got to think about this. I didn't make a list. I thought I would just flow with it because there are, I have a lot of guilty pleasures. There are a lot of things that I do that I just immediately feel guilty about it. (laughs) (laughs) And I'll, I'll go with another food one. And I don't, I don't know how guilty I should really feel about this, but as a grown man, I feel bad about it. I, I love me some ramen, uh, any kind of ramen, instant ramen, any kind of it. I love it. I'll go to the H Mart and I will buy like an entire basket full of the different kinds of ramen that they have. And, you know, I could, I could just eat ramen every day and be happy for the rest of my life. I don't know if that's a guilty pleasure. I love pleasure. that stuff. I don't know if that's a guilty pleasure. That's like, I, I feel guilty about it because like as a grown adult, you know, I, I should take pleasure in, and I do take pleasure in cooking real food, you know? Oh, I see. But, man, there's some, something about those noodles. I I like me some of those hot ramens. I like yeah. ramen. I like and ramen. there's some of those hot ramen that they, like, the, there's the one that has, like, a, it, I think they're called volcano noodles. <laughs> and it's it's got, like, a chicken that's on fire. <laughs> on the package yeah. and it, it's so hot that you eat it and it's like you start hallucinating you know it's it's so hot that like it's the kind of hot like if you go to a thai restaurant and you order hot tom yum soup and you you just smell it yeah and it's like getting pepper sprayed you know <laughs> i love that stuff i love it i Dude, love it i i I enjoy just looking at that package that you, cause you sent me a picture of that package. Yeah. It, it's a, there's a chicken. It's a cartoon chicken. Right. And it's, you know, really well drawn. It's like a fun little illustration. And this yeah. cartoon chicken is, is like his eyes are bulging and he's breathing fire. Like the fire is coming yeah. out of his mouth. Cause he's, you know, he's ate something spicy and I, it, it just makes me laugh. And I see it all the time when I go to the, when I go to H Mart or whatever, even some yeah. supermarkets have it. But I uh, I also love me that ramen, like that hot ramen. I like the the spicier the ramen. I don't care how cheap it is, the better. And yeah, if it's not something, go ahead. And if it's not spicy, I make it spicy. Like, yeah, I pour stuff into it. Cut jalapenos, cut, uh, get, or, get chile de arbol, put it in there, and make it spicy. And I pour a bunch of lime in it. Or yeah, or that uh, like the chili oil. You oh. just sprinkle some chili oil in there while it's cooking, you know, 
uh, I, I can't get enough of it. I love it. I love it. And it's like, like it's so spicy that your, your lips go numb for like half an hour after you eat it, you know, or, you know, it's I, I'm, spicy is important. Uh, it, it makes me sad when people don't like spicy food. It makes me sad, like, especially, you know, you go to the Chinese restaurant and like, I will dump that hot yellow Chinese mustard, like to the point where, again, like just smelling it is enough to make your eyes water. Not to get, not to get out of hand here, but just on the topic of spiciness, if, if you're a man and you do not like spicy food, like you don't have to have it. You can't, I don't want you like eating spicy food every, every night, every day, every, every hour of the day. That's not what I'm saying. I'm saying if you go to a place where they serve spicy food and you say no to the spicy food, or you don't put salsa or something hot on your food, something spicy, I question your manhood. Like I I'm like, ah. <laughs> what is wrong with you? What is wrong with oh, you? Man. You are not a man. That's you know. it's it's kind of not fair, my man. That's, no, because there are a lot of people, especially in this country, who never venture farther past cheeseburgers. Not know? my problem. There's a wrong <laughs> There's something wrong with you. But I just I if I would if I could have everything spicy, I would have it spicy. You know, like every once in a while, I actually recommend trying this. Just try it. And you'll be shocked. You like yourself PB and J, right? Everybody likes PB and J sandwich. Yes. What? Yes. Tell me more. Strawberry PB and J sandwich. Squirt some sriracha in there. What? Totally. What? Totally do it. What strawberry, you- strawberry and spicy goes together really well. Oh. And like peanut butter and spicy goes together well. Like pad Thai. You know. What are you doing to me? You you are the devil on my shoulder. I went for, uh, for a while there where I was putting sriracha in everything. <laughs> it doesn't it doesn't work in, and sriracha isn't yeah. even like my favorite hot sauce. No. You know, but it it works in just about everything. It doesn't work so well in oatmeal. <laughs> <laughs> but but it works and because it's like that that chili pepper base, you know, where where it's pasty. Mm-hmm. there's a sweetness to it yes and so it like with strawberry on a pb and j trust me just try it just try it damn it damn it and, you know normally like if it's something that's like way out there i'd be like no nah, it's okay but ah, this one this is like- nothing like a spy and you know what what got me to do that my mom as a joke once bought me a jar of jalapeno jelly oh yeah that's good that's fun and i made peanut butter and jelly sandwiches out of it and it was like holy cow spicy pb and j is good and then one day i was just sitting there making myself a strawberry peanut butter and jelly sandwich and i was saw the the sriracha bottle sitting there and i was like oh you know what Ah." okay so how much do you put on there just to kind of make sure i do this right not that much. And it's not about making it too spicy. It's about sriracha has a pretty strong flavor. Yeah. And so if you put too much of it, the flavor takes over and that's not so great. You just put like a couple of like, like a drop, like a, a couple of like little pea sized spots. Okay. And then just spread it in there with the jelly. Just enough to kind of 
change the color maybe yeah enough enough so that you get that little hit of spicy okay i'm talking about it like this is some kind of gourmet meal (laughs) so this is awesome i want i want to try this now jesus christ or you know what's and i don't know why it's not more popular uh i what's it called now um the actual name for it they just call it chili paste in, in like the it's it's always on the shelf right next to the sriracha uh-huh. where it's like the it's chili paste okay and and it's actually like you can see the seeds of the chili peppers in there you know yeah um uh sambalalek is i think what it's called oh man huh. and, but it's it's like more concentrated sriracha basically they always have it if you go to a thai restaurant and sometimes chinese restaurant they'll have it on the table in like a little dish with a tiny little spoon yeah you know that stuff yeah chili paste that stuff is so much better than sriracha i love i love all that stuff anywhere i go whether it's like a mexican restaurant a chinese restaurant thai restaurant i don't care where it is if if i'm if i'm eating like if the food I'm eating compliments spicy, yeah. I will pour all that shit into it. Yeah. I, yeah. I'll just like, I'll just sit there yep. and squeeze it all in there. There's and a the, place in Lincolnshire, a restaurant called Big Bowl. Oh, yes. And I, I think it's a chain. But yeah, it is. Uh, and it, I used to go there for lunch with some frequency because I worked near there. And they would, you know, I'd, I'd get you know, pad thai or, or whatever noodles. And I would like scoop the entire freaking dish of that stuff into my noodles because they, everything they serve there is bland, you know, not bland, like in flavorless, but they, they make everything not spicy because most people don't want it spicy or people who say they like, this is pretty regular. People are, who are like, Oh yeah, I like spicy food. Yeah. Where you give them real spicy food and their head just explode. <laughs> I have I have recently done something to myself that I regret now. But um, I had gotten on. Oh, so like my wife went and found like homegrown ghost peppers. Oh, nice. Dude, ghost peppers are fucking hot, bro. They're, I haven't I haven't had ghost pepper yet no i mean i've had like ghost pepper something flavored with ghost pepper but it's always so like they clearly are erring on the side of caution when they serve it you know oh for sure because people don't know what they're getting into yeah right you know and so like we bought these ghost peppers from like a neighborhood like someone in the neighborhood they they were growing them in their yard and they they gave it to us or sold it to us for like a dollar or something silly right because they had so many so we brought these home and I've never seen them fresh. I've always seen them kind of like dry, like in like mm-hmm. the pepper kind of jars and stuff. But this this thing was like, they were red, like redder than red, right? Like like warning you. Yes. Like red, red like a warning sign. <laughs> red like a stop sign, yeah. And so then like, I know they're hot. I wanted to respect the heat, right? So mm-hmm. all I did for the first time I, I tried them, is I cut the nib off just because the, the, uh-huh. they're they're like they're almost like they're they're plumpy and then they come to like a teardrop tip right and so I cut that little tip off 
it, it was like maybe two two centimeters a centimeter long i just cut the tip just just the tip and i put it on a taco or whatever i was eating and holy shit i was on fire i was just like yeah. holy crap if this if the tip is hot yeah how how, how much worse what is happens the rest? you get into the seeds right yeah, yeah. so I, I I decided that that right off the bat, after that experience, right off the bat, the first thing I did is I cut it in half and put the rest in the fridge. And I said, I don't want to be tempted to yeah. eat the whole thing. Yeah. So like I ate half of it and my stomach hurt for like like that whole night. Right. Yeah. But it wasn't bad. Yeah. It was like it was warm. I took some tums. I was good. But that's it's almost something exciting about it, isn't it? Like when you eat something that's too hot for you. Yeah. And if you're anything like me, it, I don't run into that too often anymore just because I, I love hot stuff so much. But you eat something that's too hot for you. It's almost exciting. Yes. It's, it's, it's not like you're like, oh, my God, what have I done? What have I done? No, yeah. it's just like, oh, I totally just discovered something new. Oh. I have to work <laughs> up to this. Exactly. Exactly. And, and and but there's more. So like so like I cut that piece up and, and I ate it. But we have like a whole basket. There was like this. There's at least 10 of these yeah. things. Right. Yeah. And so my wife is like, well, I bought you these things or I got you these things. Don't waste them. And so I'm like, well, you're right. Right. <laughs> it's like I can't waste them. Yeah. I got I got to try to eat this stuff. So then um, uh, one night uh, I was working on a on like a private client stuff. So I jumped on the computer. I was working on the computer and I said, I want a little something, a little, little excitement, a little something. I'm not hungry. I just want something to kind of like, you know, keep me busy as I'm working. Right. So I, all I did, I wasn't trying to make anything fancy. I wasn't trying to like knock it, you know, be fucking, you know, anybody. I wasn't trying to be Gordon Ramsay or anything. I just cut up some avocado, pour some salt on it, poured some lime on it. Like, I didn't even, like, mush it up. I wasn't trying to make guacamole. Yeah. I just sliced it up, poured some salt on it, lime, and then I cut up a, I cut up a, a pepper, this time a whole pepper, like a dumbass. And I sliced it all up into little slices and threw it on top, right? So, you know, I brought it up to my office, sat in the front of the computer, and just typed away. And so the first bite, I, you know, pick up a slice and I make sure I get a slice of the pepper on, on the avocado too. So I drench it, I drench it all. Meanwhile, it's sitting there kind of, you know, kind of steeping itself in the lime, right? So that lime mm -hmm. is now hot. The lime juice is now hot on this thing. So I, I, you know, I swirl it around, not really thinking what I'm doing. And I put this shit in my mouth and I was like, oh, that's good, right? So uh -huh. like, cause uh -huh. it's, it's hot. And so I'm sitting at the computer, I'm like, <laughs> Like, you know, like, I got, like I'm doing Lamaze, you know? <laughs> <laughs> like, I'm having a baby. <laughs> and so I'm like, I'm, I'm typing, right? But like, you, you know, you, you're, you're, you're on fire, right? So you're like typing faster and shit. So then I start forking. I start popping them all in my mouth, not really thinking what I'm doing. And, and no, man. Oh, dude, I finished it like in 10 minutes. I probably should have taken like 30 minutes to eat all this, but I did it all in like yeah. 10 minutes. And by the time I was done, I was done. Like I was done uh -huh. with the night. Cause I was like, I can't work anymore. I'm yeah. like, I'm like, my face is red. My, my eyeballs are tearing. My nose is running. Like, yeah, I'm like salivating because I'm on fire, you know? And I'm, and I'm sitting there. I was like, I can't, I can't work. I, you know, I got up, I went and got some water, drank some water. That didn't help. Uh, Cause I was legit on fire. And I yeah. was like, 
I've never um, felt this level of heat before. It was bad. Yeah. But yeah. then it did not take long before it hit my stomach. Yeah. And right. then I was fucked for the rest of the night, dude. Uh, you know what you got to do? Well, if you ever do this again, it's two things. They always say milk, right? Yeah. And, and a big glass of milk. But that, I mean, it works better than water, but it doesn't do much. But um, uh, Benadryl. Benadryl. Take a Benadryl. Because a yeah. lot of what's going on with the spicy food is fundamentally a histamine reaction. Your okay. body is like freaking out. And... Huh. So it's, and that's why like your nose starts running and your eyes start watering. You're basically having an allergic reaction. Dude, it was so bad. That Benadryl. Wow. That's amazing. I never thought of that. Yeah. Yeah, dude. Cause I sat there and, and so like that, you know, this eventually subsides, right? The face stuff. But when you go, but when I went to bed at night, there was so much shit going on in my stomach. I took, I took, oh, like, oh, I, I took like four like Tums. Mm -hmm. And I think I finally went to sleep like at two o'clock in the night, you know, in the morning. And it was, I was just belly aching the whole night, the whole night. I was like, yeah. Uh, uh. And my wife's like, what's wrong with you? I'm like, I had a whole ghost pepper. She's like, why are you doing that? I'm like, well, you bought them. You told me, me to, you told me not to waste them. This is all your fault. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I'm sitting there. And so then ever since then, because I, I, I went through maybe three, four more peppers. I tried. I really tried to finish yeah. them, but I couldn't. And, and uh, I, I went through three or four more peppers. And now everything I eat is not hot enough. And it, oh, it, sure. And it's making yeah. me sad, bro, because I feel like I can't yeah. taste my food. Yeah. You know? And that's, it's, what's funny is like when you start enjoying hot food, spicy food, which for me, you know, that wasn't like, I was probably like a teenager when I started really enjoying spicy food, you know, you go through like the phases where I think most people, at least in the U S most people's first exposure to spicy food is Mexican food. Probably, probably jalapenos, most likely. And then you go and you start having like Thai food or Vietnamese food or Indonesian food. And it's a whole different world of spicy. Like it just, there's no, it does not compare. Mexican food just does not, the spiciest Mexican food cannot compare with like the entry level spicy Vietnamese food or, or actually Chinese food too, like spicy Chinese food. It's, it's just not the same. It's, it's a different kind of spicy altogether. It's a different and kind then, of spicy. And, you know, I, I was used to a certain kind of spicy because horseradish has always been like part of my cultural palate and horseradishes. There's no, you, you can't hide from horseradish. It, it's, but it's a different kind of spicy. And so, but then you go through like these phases. So like your introduction to it's like Mexican food. And then you start having spicy Asian food and the different kinds of Asian foods that are spicy. And you just keep like working through and then you get to Indian food. Ugh. and uh, like Indian spicy, it there's there's nothing, there is nothing that is going to be hotter than Indian spicy. And if like you go to an Indian restaurant, and usually they have like on the menu, like they have you you know uh, uh, five 
like a scale of one to five on how spicy you want your food. And if you, any Indian restaurant, you, you just say, can I get it Indian spicy? Yeah. It's a whole different level. And they, they, usually they're reluctant to do it, you know, yeah. but if you ask for, I want this Indian spicy, you will see through time. <laughs> you eat the food and you start seeing through time. It's so spicy. Oh shit. It's crazy. Dude. That's interesting. And I love it. I love it. That is interesting that you say that because I, I, I felt like, like I felt like I was lightheaded when I was yeah. having that pepper. I felt like I was like, I would be high. Like this was, this must be what it's like to be high. You know, I was sitting there. I was like, ah. <laughs> cause I was, I was not together. With, yeah. you know? And I was like, how does this happen with spice? But yeah. uh, in terms of like Indian food, I, I, you know, you and I have eaten at Indian restaurants. I have not mm-hmm. eaten Indian food to that level. I'm afraid to because Indian food gives me the shits. Well, it, and it's it, part it, of the price you pay, my man. I, I, I don't have the stomach for Indian food. I probably don't even have the stomach for regular <laughs> hot food anymore either because I have ruined my stomach. Well, uh, man, I mean, if you're if you're eating ghost peppers just straight up like that, you've got the stomach for it. No, no, I don't. I, every time, like, like my mouth doesn't taste it, but I'm like pouring <laughs> spice on, like, for example, I'm pouring, you know, red pepper on a pizza, right? Mm-hmm. And now, by the way, regular red pepper, to me, I'm like, what is wrong with this red pepper? I give it to my wife. It's like, does this red pepper taste like anything? It's like, yeah, yeah. it's hot. And I'm like, I thought it was like stale or something. There's something wrong with this. And she's like, no, there's nothing wrong with it. And I'm like, crap. That's when I realized, oh, shit. Like my level has just gone up and it's going to take me a while before I can taste food the way I want to taste it. Yeah. So yeah. like now I have a little, a little canister, a little, you know, uh, container of ghost dried red peppers that I throw on my pizza just mm. so that I can have a little flavor. And even that is not hot enough now. See, now I'm going to have to go out and buy like some dried, dried ghost peppers. I, I don't know, you know where to find it. I'll, but... I'll, I'll take a picture and send it to you and you'll see okay. what I'm talking about. Well, I mean, about. can you get it at like a Whole Foods? I don't know where my wife got it. I think she ordered it. I don't know where she got it. Okay. From. All right. But I'll send you, I'll send you a picture, but like, um, yeah, I, cause I try to be careful cause I know I like spicy and I like spicy that hurts, you know, yes. I do. I enjoy it. But like, I don't want to ruin every food, you know, because like my, my favorite hot sauce is just it's the Tabasco Chipotle sauce. Mm-hmm. So it's a little smoky and it's not really that spicy. But like, I don't want to get to the point where I can't enjoy that because it's not spicy enough. You know, that's where I'm at right now. It, it's it's making me sad. Everything. Yeah, so so our, I guess is is spicy food its own. Guilty pleasure. I don't, I don't know feel like it is because it's not something you should be embarrassed about, but like, I don't know about you. I can't cook spicy food the way that I like it with any of the people in my life. Cause they won't, they can't eat it, you know? Yeah. It's, it's a problem in my house as well. Cause, cause especially now, like I, I, I have to eat stuff really hot now if I want to enjoy it. And uh, I'm the only one who can do it. Like, mm-hmm. but <laughs> 
like even even my cousins who also enjoy stuff like sometimes i'll go over there and he's like i got this really hard jar and so like oh dude you know what i would love to but i don't want to end up in the hospital yeah you know because right. because i don't know if i told you the story but one time i went over to my cousin's house and he got this jar of jardinere right and he's like, dude, check this out. It's super hot. It's got like, and it says it on the jar. It was like really silly, right? It's mm-hmm. very, very hot. I'm like, whatever, dude. Like, what, what do Italians know about hot? Like, come on. He's just like, give it here. Yep. Yeah, I said, give it here. Let me try it, right? So then he's like, okay, bro. You don't know what you're getting into. I'm like, no, 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 no. Give it here. So he gives it to me and he gives me a flour tortilla that he made, right? He makes this fresh flour tortilla. He warmed it up for me and he gave it to me. And this is like, how are you going to eat it? I'm just like, you want some beans and stuff with it? And I'm like, no, no, no. I just want to taste it. I want the flavor. I just want to have something to kind of hold it in. Right. So that's what I'm using the tortilla for. So I, I scoop a bunch of the jar in there and I'm talking scoops. Pop, pop, pop. Cause I'm thinking, yeah, jardinier, jardinier does not get that hot. Right. Roll, yeah. Poured maybe a little salt on it, rolled it up, started eating that sucker. And by the time I finished that, I was literally on the floor and I was like, oh, oh, this is my cousin. My cousin's like, I told you, man, are you all right? I was like, I don't know, man. And so I was sitting there. I'm like, oh, and I told my wife, I was just like, I think we have to go home. And so my wife is like upset, but scared too. So yeah. she, she drives, she drives us home. Right. And I'm sitting in the car and my stomach just felt like I had like a, like a boulder in it. That was uh-huh. just bouncing off the walls in there. And I, I was dying, bro. I was dying. And I said, I was thinking in my head, shit, I'm going to have to go to the hospital. Like, I hate that thought. That happens a lot to me, which is kind of stupid. But it's just like, like, it was one of those moments. It's like, damn it, I'm going to the hospital, aren't I? You know? <laughs> so I'm sitting there. I'm holding my stomach. I'm like, oh, I'm like in pain. And then we get home. And, you know. The wife opens the door. I run in and I'm thinking, maybe I should try to using the bathroom. Maybe I should throw up or maybe poo or whatever. Oh, no, no. That's the worst. Throwing up. If you throw up after you eat something. Oh, no, 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 no. No. So what I did was I went upstairs and I actually sat down and and let let it out. And then I was done. I was fine. You know, after that, I was was like, okay. Like, it wasn't pleasant. None Uh of it was pleasant. But I was fine after that. I was just like, oh, thank God. And so I'm like, like, I'm relieved, right? Like, it's over. And so, but, you know, still, stuff still hurts, but it's not like I'm going to the hospital hurts. It's like, oh, okay, you'll get over yeah. it. And yeah. my wife is like, you're so stupid. Like, why did you do that? <laughs> like, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, yes, I know. I deserve this. <laughs> yeah. 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 All right, man. Next guilty pleasure. It's you. Oh, okay. So, uh, one guilty pleasure that I have on my list is juvenile comedies. And so like the stuff that you see on Nickelodeon, like Keenan and Kel? No, more like oh. grown adults being oh, acting okay. like idiots. Like um, stepbrothers. Like stepbrothers. Uh, I like grownups a lot. Uh, yeah, I don't. I don't know if that's a guilty pleasure. Well, the number I don't one, know if, uh, the number one on that list is Jackass. Yeah. Okay. Jackass is. Yeah, I think that's a guilty pleasure. <laughs> I I love watching Jackass though. I Jack- love I love those movies. I don't know why actually because they're they're 
torture to watch. Some of them are because in some places you know? it's like it's dragging, right? There, <laughs> so there was one time I was hanging out with some friends of mine, and I forget which jackass movie it's in, but they do the bungee underpants. <laughs> you know? Yeah. And I'm over at my friend's house, and we're watching that on TV at, at their at their house. And my friend's mom walks in the in the room, and my friend Matt is in there, and my friend Matt's got kind of a reputation for being the silliest of all of us, you know? Uh-huh. And she walks in the room and sees them doing bungee underpants. And she automatically assumes that we're watching like home videos that we made ourselves. <laughs> and her, her immediate response, she saw the TV for like three seconds and she's like, Oh my God, Matt, is that you? <laughs> and we all started laughing because it's like, no, oh, we're watching Jackass. But I'm glad that's what you think of us, you know? Oh, dude, Jackass. Jackass is the movie that just keeps on giving. Like all those Jackass movies. And they're going to yeah. make a four, apparently. Oh, but they're, oh, they'll die. They'll die. They're all old men now. No, they're indestructible. They're going to be indestructible forever. Oh, no, no. They're going to die. <laughs> no. Don't say that. I want them to live forever. I want to see Jackass 100. You uh, know, dude, but it's just like, so like. If uh, they make another one, I'm going to go see it. I will go see it. And, and I will, I will, I will do it with shame in my heart, but so, I will go see it. So the, like, I, I can't remember what Jackass it is. It might be three, but uh, I was introducing my son to the movies. Cause you know, I'm, I'm irresponsible. <laughs> Good. How old is your son now? He's seven six, right now. Seven? seven. Yeah, I think he was like five. No, he should six. not be watching Jackass. What are you doing, dude? I took him to Deadpool too, so it's like, ah. <laughs> like you're talking to the wrong guy here. <laughs> oh, so I say him like for everything that I tell him, I'm like, you should watch this. You'll you're gonna like it. It's gonna be funny. And his response to everything I tell him is like, no, it's going to be stupid. I don't want to watch it. He's like so much more mature than I am. And some, yeah. sometimes, you know, he's just like, no, I don't want to watch this. You're telling me to watch something silly. Like that's his response. It's like, no, I don't want to watch this. And I'm like, just give it a chance. You're going to like it. He's like, no, no, I don't. What is it about? It's like these guys, they do. No, I don't want to see that. And I was just like, what are you, 50? Come and sit down and watch this goddamn movie. <laughs> <laughs> I have to pull rank. I'm your father. Do what your father tells you. Right. So I, I sit him down in front of the TV and I turn it on and there's that scene <laughs> where they got that giant hand that's like yeah. They, oh, yeah. they got yeah. that giant hand. It's one of the best the best things they ever did. <laughs> I think that's what I like so much about Jackass is because how do you even think this stuff up? And some of it's pretty simple, like bungee underpants and whatnot. And then some of it's really elaborate. Yeah, with the giant hand, and who, what drugs are you doing? I don't know. What drugs are you doing to sit where that pops into your head? It's you know? genius. It's genius. Mm-hmm. That's what I say. It's genius. Do more. And so, like the guy, so my son's sitting there and he's just like, "What's going on?" And so he, like, he sees the giant hand and he's instantly curious. Right? He's like, "What is this?" And you see the setup. You know what's coming. He's yeah. five. It doesn't matter. He knows what's coming. He knows someone is going to get slapped by a giant hand, right? And yeah. So you, someone pulls that that thing way back, and it's Wee Man. He's like, "Hey, man, come over here. I want you know, I want to talk to you. I got something to show you." And so whoever it is, Bam or whoever is like, "What, man? What's going on?" Wow. 
Yeah. <laughs> the dude goes yeah. flying, right? <laughs> and then my son can't stop laughing his ass off, right? And they do it like four or five more times, right? Yeah. And every single time he laughs his ass off. And it's just like, yes, yes. Yeah. That's my little man right there. Yeah. Because you know. yeah, Jackass is basically the Three Stooges. Let's be just that's that's all it is. It's the three stooges. Yeah. Yeah. And it's impossible to not laugh at it. It, it, I don't. Yeah. And you do. You're right. It is a guilty pleasure because you feel like a. you feel like you shouldn't be laughing at it. You know? Yeah. You feel like like, okay, you, you know, you're a 40 year old, 45, whatever you are. You're like, you're not you're not 15. Yeah, right. should, but, yeah. but still, I sit there and it's just like, ah, you know, <laughs> but like the other one that was great. I, I skipped the really grotesque ones where like they uh, they like uh, eat poop or whatever, you know, like I try yeah. to show the really kind right. of weird ones. But the there was that one, that big one they or, did. It's the one that they did where they basically put Steve-O in yes. a... In a porta potty, yes. and they like slung shot the porty pot yes. potty using a crane. <laughs> I showed him that one. I showed him that one, and he he was laughing and gagging at the same time. He's like, ah, ha, ha, uh, ah, ha, ha, uh. yeah, yeah. I mean, it's got to be. Come on, that had to have been their intention. This is like, how can we make people want to vomit and oh, laugh at the yeah, same there's, time? Yes, yeah. It, it's. It was it it that that particular scene, that particular clip, or whatever you want to call it. it I, I fucking love it. It's genius because you see Steve just get covered up in poo. And, and, yeah, and, and, on that blue stuff. You know, the blue yeah. stuff, and he's throwing and up. He's gagging. Yeah, yeah. No, he throws up. He yeah. throws up in there, and then all the oh. stuff. <laughs> he comes out covered in this stuff. I was just like, oh man, that is, that is, yes. Yeah. Yeah. I am, I'm probably not the best father. (laughs) 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 Or maybe I am the best father. Father of the year. Father of the year, right here. Yeah. I mean, it could be worse. You could be doing these things to your son. No, no, no. I, I couldn't, I couldn't. No, but I mean, I don't know. It's just, I don't know. I think, I think I could see you setting up a giant hand to just like <laughs> smack that kid like across the room. He you would, know? he would, he would probably get so pissed off. <laughs> oh, I'm sure he would. He's, he's got such a temper on him too. It's funny. Uh, but, uh, but yeah, no, I, I, uh, it's, I, I, I'll prank that kid every now and then. I'm such a see. This is this is probably why it's a guilty pleasure because I see myself in those guys. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I don't think me and my friends never did anything so overtly uh, violent with each other, you know. But yeah, we 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 were idiots. We did yeah. idiot things, just not to the same degree. <laughs> yeah, and that where it kind of like could send us to the hospital, possibly. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, those and I loved all those guys. I loved the I loved it when they did the one with the animals. I used to watch that all the time when it was Steve O, Steve O, and uh, 
Chris Pontius. Yeah, Chris. Yeah, they yeah all over the world. What is it called? I can't read. Uh, Wild Boys. Yes, Wild yeah. Boys. Man, that was a good show. Yeah, they're so stupid. It's just so stupid. Yeah. It, it's just like I know that's probably the appeal to it. It's sometimes you just need stupid. <laughs> yes. Uh, you, you need stupid and and it's like a release valve because then you you don't feel so stupid after you watch it right you you you, you build up all of these feeling stupid about the stupid things that you do every day and it builds up a little subconscious tension and then you watch jackass and it's like a release valve <laughs> and you stop feeling stupid about yourself yeah but then you, but you know, but well, then you start doing stupid things and building it up again, and then you need to watch Jackass again. It, yes, it's a, it's a, it's a vicious cycle. All right. Well, then here's this is going to be my last guilty pleasure, and it is truly a guilty pleasure. I am a big, stupid sap, and I love me some good early 90s late 80s romantic comedies wow stuff stuff like sleepless in seattle just pulls me in <laughs> i get into it i love it love it i i don't like all of them i do appreciate a good rom-com i, I like for example even yeah. though it has plenty of plot holes i like uh how to lose a guy in 10 days that one I haven't I seen it it's funny. It's it's funny. And and uh, what's her name? I can't remember her name. Um, Goldie Hawn's daughter, um, Kate Hudson. Kate Hudson. Yeah. Kate Hudson. She's great in it. She's so cute. She's so like you know lovable. It's it's great. You know. Yeah. But yeah, I, I yeah, I can appreciate myself some some you know some rom coms. It's it's just a sappiness to them. You know, stuff like Sleepless in Seattle's got to be like the model for romantic comedies. You know, that's that's the movie that like defines the genre. Yeah, I want to say yeah, and like I, I I never get tired of that movie. Huh? I I I I just I'm a big sap. I'm a big sap, and I get into it and. You know, I get all emotional with it, and it's a good. It, I just, it pains me to admit it, but I connect. I connect. Uh, you see, I I like rom coms. I don't dislike them. I I don't think I like them as much as you, where it's a guilty pleasure. But on the same kind of level as what you're talking about, and this is this is not so much a guilty pleasure as in mu as much as it is a kind of like. a character flaw <laughs> but like if if i get pulled in to a movie and it's very easy by the way i am immersed in a movie i am watching the movie i am part of the movie in my head mm -hmm. and everything that happens in the movie i am i it impacts me to the point that i cry right and that yeah, happens i cry in movies too but yep. it happens with a lot of movies and it happens in movies that probably shouldn't happen to like, like, like Kung Fu movies. Like who cries in a Kung Fu movie? You cry in Kung Fu movies? I cried 
it ever like if the movie is so good, I will cry. I will cry. I cried in Yip Man Four. I watched Yip Man Four. <laughs> okay. And I cried. I cried. I cried in the Fat Dragon. There's like no reason to cry, but I was like, Why would you cry at the Fat Dragon? Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> But you know, like the crescendos, right? It goes up to the, you know, to the, to that, the third, you know, the, 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 the peak of the third act and all the shit, the climax is coming and everything's happening. And, and there's so much stuff going on. And I'm like, this is so great. He's, he's avenging whoever, you know, it's just like, I just, and I just get caught up in it. And it's uh, like, I'll sit there. Are you like waving yourself? Like, <laughs> hey, man. <laughs> like like fanning your hands in front of your face because you're just so overcome. The, yeah, I'm trying not to make the mascara run. Yeah, motherfucker. <laughs> yeah, dude, but it's just like 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 I don't have I don't have that feeling that you're talking about for rom-coms. I have it for all movies. And it doesn't matter what movie it is. It could be the stupidest movie. If if I get if it has if I'm connected to it enough, I'll start crying. It's just yeah, yeah. Well, I, sometimes I'll I'll have an emotional reaction to a movie or a book if I'm reading, where I'm not necessarily having an emotional reaction because of the content. I'm having an emotional reaction just to how well made it is or how well written it is. Sometimes I'll get emotional. Like there was a book that I read called "Everything Is Illuminated," mm. that was the author Jonathan Safran Foer's first novel. And it's like a masterpiece. It's it's a book that is so good that it should go down as like classic literature, you know? Uh-huh. And I remember while I was reading that book, I actually, there was a point at which I, I got overcome with emotion, not necessarily because of what was happening in the book, but just because it was, it was like, it's, just, it's so well-written. And so well made, it's like, it, you know how people talk about, like they get overwhelmed with, like, because of they're looking at a painting or something, Yeah, you know, it's, it's, it's like that, like having an emotional reaction because it, it's something is so well done. Yeah. You're, you're, you're appreciating the craft. Yeah. Yeah. I, um, yeah, no. Uh, I wish I wish I could say it was from that kind of intellectual perspective. It's more from like I'm a silly sap, and <laughs> I'm getting emotional because of the content, and I'm I'm immersed, I'm sold, I'm totally in, yeah. and and you know like and it doesn't matter what it is, but usually it's like, dude, like I I fucking I I cried when I saw fucking um, uh, the Avengers uh infinity war i cried when i saw I'm sure a lot of people cried i mean come on i mean i i cried when they when in the in the in the last one uh fucking fuck what's i can't remember the fucking end game end game yes jesus christ what's wrong with me i cried with with uh end game when you know tony stark well, snaps his fingers you cried you know of yeah. course because i'm a sap but yeah. <laughs> of course it's sad yeah but like, you know, but I mean, that's an action movie. That's an yeah. action movie. It's a, it's an action comic book movie. How big a nerd yeah. do I have to be? You know? Like, well, okay. I'll give you that. I'll give you that. What, I, I would probably be very unpopular if I admitted that I didn't, I didn't like Endgame all that much. <gasps> How dare you? 
Well, you're lucky we only have like 30 followers. Yeah, right? <laughs> right. This is going to be the thing that pushes us over, though. <laughs> it's going to get us a thousand. Is is not my cousin Dan admits he doesn't didn't think Endgame was that great. And oh. everybody's we're just going to be pariahs on the Internet. There's going to be so much hate mail. You know, it's it's funny because I'm setting up the, the, the website as we speak. Not yeah. as we speak, but it's in the process. I'll make sure to put on a form. Hey, if you want to send us hate mail. <laughs> yeah. And then just put my personal email address <laughs> where, where where it goes, where all of the, the contact forms collect. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. We'd box ourselves. Yeah. <laughs> Come get us. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I wonder I, <laughs> I wonder how many insane people would come after you for like saying that you hate endgame. Probably a lot. You don't I didn't, like I don't I didn't hate it. Wait a minute. So wait a minute. You don't like it at all? Or what's like, I want to, I didn't, I just didn't think it was that great. And uh, there were parts of it that there's so much of that movie for me that while I was watching it and remember I work in marketing now. So that's the way my mind works. I'm sitting there watching that movie. There's huge chunks of time of that movie that, to me felt like, oh, they're, they're conducting a focus group to see which characters they write spinoffs for. Huh. That's what it felt like to me. I don't think it was a bad movie. I just didn't enjoy it uh, that much. Hmm. I, and I also the climactic fight scene. And now I haven't seen the movie in a number of years now, but the big fight at the end uh, threw me out of it. Because I'm sitting there watching this, and in Infinity War, they basically, what it was 11 of them together, basically beat Thanos. Yeah. Like they beat him to the point where all Thor had to do was cut his arm off, and, and they won. And Thor instead doesn't do that. Right. Huh. And so because Thor makes a bad choice, um, Thanos wins, right? Yeah. But it only took, I think it was 11 of them, 11 of the uh, superheroes. Yeah. To, and really it was four, four of them that beat him to the ground uh -huh. working together. And then in Endgame, what, at the, in the climactic fight, what, he's got two of the Infinity Stones? In the climactic fight, in the end, mm -hmm. in the very end, all the stones are on the glove. He's fighting over the glove. Right, but he doesn't actually have the stones. Like, he, he doesn't have the power yet because he doesn't have the stones because they're in the glove, right? Like, at the end? Yeah, in the big climactic battle. In the big climactic battle, all the stones are on that glove that everybody's fighting over. Right, but he doesn't have the... He, he doesn't... Thanos himself does not have the power. No, because right, it's in the glove, and all it's in the, the glove. Yeah, and and so in that big climactic fight, this the same guy who realistically four of the Avengers were able to beat to the ground to the point where he was done, and then they they lost because of a stupid decision on Thor's part. Now they're fighting a guy, a version of Thanos from an earlier timeline who doesn't have the power of the infinity stones and it takes every fucking superhero in the known galaxy to beat him. 
it it threw me out it threw uh, me out no damn Hmm. that being said i love the marvel movies and i didn't feel cheated by endgame by any means i just didn't didn't it was hard for me to accept that like all of a sudden it takes every it takes every known superhero to defeat a weaker version of thanos well he was always powerful this right. is not the, your explanation. I understand what you're saying, but it doesn't do to me what it does to you. Right. But like, he always had, he always had the powers of a Titan. Yes. He was very strong super right. strong. Right. But this is, this is a guy who is not in command of the, the infinity stones as they're fighting him. And it takes really, cause that, 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 setup actually feels a lot less climactic to me than the setup in the first movie. I thought it was fantastic. I don't have the same problem because the, in the, and I'm not trying to convince you. I'm yeah, not trying no. to convince, change anybody's mind. That was I am totally trying to change your mind. <laughs> no, but it's, it's uh, no, you're, you're, I understand what you're saying. And uh, it doesn't do that for me. I think because I never had that thought. Maybe I'm just well. There's a there's an easy answer for why it was written the way that it was written, and it's because people like fucking superheroes. A movie's more fun if you can shoehorn every superhero into a super climactic fight. It's going to be a better fight scene, and it was pretty good. It was a it yeah. was a great fight scene, but it just uh, that that seed got into my head where it's like, well, why why did why does it take why do they have to fight this guy so much harder when they proved that, that they didn't need that much power to beat him down before? I don't know. Maybe because this time he's got the like huge intergalactic army and, and all that. I don't know. I don't know. But um, I, I think it's because in the first one, it's it's he already has a big portion of the glove and he already has even more power than he had before. Right. Right. So uh, in the second one, he doesn't have that power. Mm -hmm. So it's not a it's it, it's a game of keep away, and that's why it was more difficult because they, you know, it, but you're right, right? Like they're like at one point, especially at the end, right? Like Thor was able to chop his head off. Yeah. Why can't he just chop his head off again? Yeah. You know, just chop his head off. Game over. Right. Like, like in the, in the first one, they, they basically proved that between Captain America and Thor, the two of them are strong enough to just physically defeat him. Well, maybe not only defeat him, but, but there's enough of them, even like in the first one, right? Like, right. Yeah. It, but this is, this is like the dumbest argument we're arguing over. We're, we're having a, uh, we actually, this, superheroes, you know, <laughs> yeah like, yeah no you're right no you're, you're right I, 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 i'm sure people are like what is wrong with these geeks <laughs> no no you're right and i think i think you 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 planted that seed in my head now too but i don't think it's gonna bother no, me but, but but what bothered me more about it was there that 
they were they were clearly using so much and there's again there's nothing wrong with this and it shouldn't bother me especially when you're talking about franchise movies but so much of that movie it, what, what bothered me more about it was the amount of time that they sp- spent using that movie to set up spin-offs uh-huh you know to set up to set up all of this the next spin-offs in the in the Marvel franchise and again it shouldn't bother me that's that's how franchise movies are made yeah i don't know if a, like i know what you're talking about but i i am i am on that train i am totally about it i don't care what they're doing sure it, you might be right i might even think you're right it doesn't bother me only because i want more of it yeah. i am i am right. a comic book geek which is on and, my list of, of, of guilty pleasures. Yeah. And I am all about that. Like, give yeah. me more. I'm fine with it. Whereas but, I know you are, you're like, where's the end of this? Right. Well, how does. Well, and I think I'm kind of uh, in the same spot with both Marvel and star Wars, at least the movies where it's like, I, I need a break. We need <laughs> other movies because there were, there were like 10 years there where there was almost nothing else other than Marvel or Star Wars movies. And like, you know, there's, I, I need, I need something else. I need something original. You know, I need something outside of these universes. Um, I, I think, you know, I was on Marvel and Star Wars overload. Yeah. Although Rogue One was fucking kick ass. I seen portions of it. I haven't finished it. Oh, you, you could. Oh my God. Rogue One. <laughs> Rogue One is potentially my favorite of all of the Star Wars movies, even including the original trilogy. Wow, that's a big statement. It's a big statement, and it, it's hard. It's hard to say because I just love Rogue. Everything Rogue One was on every mark. It felt like Star Wars. The characters were Star Wars characters. The pacing, everything. It introduced the kind of dread that that's been missing from Star Wars movies. Uh, like even like Force Awakens is good, but you don't. Kylo Ren does not inspire the same kind of mysterious and mystical dread that Darth Vader does. Yeah, right. In, I think what I liked most about Rogue One is so far the first and only movie that delves into star Wars universe without Jedi. Yes. And I mean, you have Vader in it at the very end, but they move, the whole story moves around completely independent of Jedi versus Sith, you know, and it's all regular people. All of the characters are just regular people. And it, 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 it really dives in it creates work it's world building where it creates the world of what the, what this this star wars galactic universe is like for just the regular people in it you know mandalorian does a lot of that yeah but there's some um, jedi in that now but there yeah but Man- mandalorian did a really great job of of that until they started introducing jedi and i'm i i have nothing bad to say about mandalorian yeah um and i think that's that introduces a whole new level of of uh, intricacy into the Star Wars universe. 
So um, there's a funny thing about Star Wars. I, I like Star Wars and I wanted to introduce it to the kids and I tried to get my son into it. And like everything, my son's like, I don't want to watch this. Yeah, of course. This sucks. I don't care to watch this. And I'm like, just give it a chance, right? Yeah. I kind of did the same thing that I did. I do this a lot with him. And this is one of the times he shut me down. And in the middle of the movie, like he's like, this is boring. And he just gets up and walks out. And I'm like, this is Star Which, Wars. Is it with the first one? The first. Well, yeah. New uh, Hope? New Hope, yes. Oh, my God. Really? He got up and walked away. My son is... Oh, too cool for oh. me like he is you know what is interesting though something i've learned uh because you know my boy's in a, the, a newer generation and his introduction to star wars wa- were the prequels oh jesus and he loves them really he loves them they're his favorite they're his favorite of the star wars movies wow because they're the they're the movies that introduced it to him yes and it 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 forced me to kind of rethink like no i i don't value the prequels all that much i don't think they're very good Mm -hmm. but you i can kind of get it where even with all the boring stuff uh and the bad acting lucas was making movies for kids and kids who saw those movies when they were kids love them yeah and my son's just like he just got up and it's like this is geeky shit and walked out. Oh man! Yeah, he broke. He like smashed me, man. He was just like, no, I'm not watching this. This is boring. I, and- I don't know if I could recover from that. <laughs> He's just cooler than I am, I guess. I don't know. Uh, Thank God well, for that. <laughs> I mean, that doesn't take much. <laughs> well, you know, he's a cool kid. He's much cooler yeah. than I am. You know, he likes he likes jackass. He doesn't care for the nerd space stuff. Oh wow. <laughs> Man, I hope that changes, but we'll see. We'll see. Yeah. I mean, I'm not going to stop trying because I mean, I'm like, try this. And he's like, no, I don't want to. This looks dumb. I'm like, dude, why is everything I show you got to be dumb? <laughs> you know, that's just going to get worse. He's... No, it's it's going to get to the point where because like I, I don't try much anymore with my boy because uh-huh. anything that I try to introduce him to. It's the same thing. It's like, eh, I'm not into it. You know, I don't want to do it and whatever. But if he discovers it on his own, uh-huh. he loves it, you know? <sighs> and like the number of times where I've tried to introduce him to music or movies or books. And, and it's because I'm the one who's introducing it to him. It's like, no, it, it's going to be lame and I'm not interested. Or it's not something that I want. You know, it's, it's not my kind of thing or whatever. The number of times where I've tried to introduce him to something and he's just basically like either refused or just been not enthusiastic enough to actually try it. And then like two months later, he comes and he's like, I totally found this book and it's awesome. And it's one of the books that I tried to get him to read, <laughs> you know, or, or I totally found this movie, this awesome movie or the whatever it is, yeah. cartoons oh my God, it's so awesome. You got to watch it. Oh, you got to listen to this band. And it's like, dude, I played that for you. (laughs) You gave it five seconds and told me that it was junk. Like, yeah. But because you found it on your own. Yeah. It's beautiful. Yeah. Yeah. I'm totally like, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. It's just like, you're just, you're dead. You're dead. You're not cool. You're you're dead. You know, but um, yeah. Damn. 
damn, I thought I had a few more years before he started doing that kind of stuff. Oh, that's just my dad. That yeah. old guy, he doesn't know anything. And your boy sounds like he's he's building a great foundation for a lot of attitude. Well, it's funny because I don't, again, not the best father. Uh, I don't treat him like, um, I don't treat him like a child. I treat yeah. him, I treat him like he's one of my boys. Yeah. <laughs> like one of my homies. Well, dude, don't get down on yourself about nothing. No, I'm not. I'm, no, you know, nobody's the best father. Yeah. You know what I mean? Everybody, you're, you're, you're stumbling through it best that you know how. And yeah. as far as I can tell, you're doing a pretty good job. So, well, thank you. I, I, I mean, I, I think aside I, from showing your boy jackass, I, I don't, I think, but, I if, but if he's not doing the jackass stuff, then you're doing something right. Well, I think I think it's a lesson in this is what idiots look like. Don't do this. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, so I'm hoping that maybe he's picking up those lessons instead of saying, oh, this is what I should aspire to. Yeah, right. We need to yep. find a crane and a porta potty right now. Yeah. <laughs> 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 so what are you doing today? <laughs> I'm gonna track down a crane and a porta potty. What? Yeah, me and my <laughs> Don't other worry friends. about it. Don't worry about it. It's gonna be great. <laughs> like, yeah, we got a video camera. What? What are you doing? <laughs> Who are you doing this with? Yeah. <laughs> oh, just my friends. <laughs> oh shit. Oh shit. Well, I have one more, and uh, it's it's a it's a guilty pleasure, and it's mostly because nobody else. Just like what guilty pleasures are like, nobody else appreciates it at all. Very few people do, and uh, it's, a, it's a little embarrassing. So you know, like all guilty pleasures, and it's it's a it's a genre of music called freestyle music, and it's not free. Yeah. It's not freestyling like freestyle rap. Mm -hmm. It's freestyle music, which is not that it's 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 like a it's a genre of music that kind of was given birth um by way of disco and has incorporated uh 80s pop right and it's funny because every now and then a new song pops up and it's freestyle and this is 80s music it's late 80s or 80s to like early 90s music. This music died a long time ago. <laughs> and people are still making music, which is funny. It's just like, wait a minute, I never heard this song before. But it's the exact same style. And it has all those twangy, uh, poppy, you know. what? Give me an example. Uh, Lisa Lisa and the Cold Jam is considered really freestyle yes uh the cover girls is considered freestyle yeah okay you should feel guilty <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> it, it's funny because i remember even back then because what you know part of part of the nostalgia of of freestyle music is you know you get and it's not just freestyle it's just like i would i would get house music or whatever but house music isn't considered you know lame Right. House music, how music, kind of, yeah. House music, even today, kind of 
you know, if you, if you call it like retro house music or whatever you want to call it, but music house music from when I was a kid. Right. Yeah. That's considered EDM. Yeah. You know, you know, somebody breaks out a Skrillex album. They no, they should be ridiculed. (laughs) That person should be ridiculed. But like, uh, but yeah, like freestyle is not, it, you know, it's not that. So like, I remember like I was, I was in the car. It was all my homies. We're driving. It's just like, dude, so like, you know, I had the, I had a tape of the freestyle mix in the, in the tape player in the car. And he's like, dude, there's like five guys in this car. Can you, play, <laughs> can you not play fucking freestyle right now, dude? Can you? I was like, all right, bro. I got a house mix right here for you, bro. Shit. <laughs> it's yeah. That's like putting on, you know, Backstreet Boys or something. Yeah, you know, it's, it's on the same the same kind of level of let's jam out to in sync. Yeah, that's exactly what it is on the block. You know, it's exactly that because it's 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 uh it's love music. It's all love music. So it's just like, dude, why are we listen to love music, man? Put on some fucking house, man. Let's just listen to some beats, bro. Like, what the fuck? <laughs> I'm like, all right, man, you're right. Yeah, this looks not so good. Let's. <laughs> yeah put something else in you know but um but yeah it and so like that music would be like johnny o uh cynthia uh like i said the cover girls there's another sweet sensation basically modernized disco yeah yes okay i I get i get how you're making that connection there yeah yeah you know for all of the guilty pleasures talk that, that we're talking about i think an important thing because every time we talk about guilty pleasure, with the exception of when you brought up freestyle and I told me that, and I told you that, yes, you should feel guilty about it. <laughs> Both of us are reactions to it. Well, and then with the exception of the using SpaghettiOs as dip, uh, but like <laughs> our reactions to everything has been like, oh, that's not something you should feel guilty about, you know? Uh-huh. And I think it's, it's because you shouldn't feel guilty about the stuff you like. Who cares? Who cares if it makes you a dork or whatever? You know, you don't have to care about any of that stuff. It's not there's there's not enough time in in our lives to actually feel guilty or ashamed of the stuff that we like. You know, I agree. That's a good point, man. Like, in the end of the day, right? Like, who gives a fuck? Who gives a fuck what people think? Right? Yeah. This is why we're on the podcast talking about this stuff because we don't give an f yeah we don't really care you know it's just like we know we know we shouldn't like it but we like it anyway anyway and so here it is and yeah well we're all better off when we can get to a point where i could not give less of a shit if somebody gives a damn you know yeah yeah and it's weird if i if i want to sit down and listen to a herb alpert and the tijuana brass album (laughs) fuck it that's what i'm doing (laughs) yeah like fuck it yeah yeah and really like why is somebody else worried about what you're listening what you're listening to what you're eating how you're eating it who cares like why you why do you care you know yeah right you know although I will say, I don't know how this connects, but when I brought up Herb Alpert and the Tijuana Brass, it reminded me of it, is at one point, probably like 20 years ago, my parents were moving. They were, they were moving out of there, selling their house and moving. 
And my dad decided at that time that he was done with records. He was getting rid of his record player, getting rid of all his vinyl. And he asked me, do you want to go through my record collection before I give it away? See if there's anything in there that you want. And I got really excited because at the time I was into vinyl. (laughs) And I mean, I still kind of am, but, but anymore, it's just not that big a deal to me, you know, but I was super excited about it because my dad was, you know, he, when he was becoming an adult and, and getting, it was, it was when rock and roll was the blossoming, right? We're talking about the mid to late sixties and the early seventies. And so I was really excited to start going through his record collection and, and finding stuff that might be rare or valuable or just cool, you know, finding, you know, old, uh, uh, Beatles albums or or whatnot, you know, mm-hmm. uh, Led Zeppelin stuff. And I started going through his record collection, and it it blew my mind because all of the records were it was like like Abba and <laughs> and like Herb Alpert and the Tijuana Brass and like elevator music. you know like and and i'm going through and there was like that was all of it was like that it was all of it was like this i I don't know who listens to this music kind of stuff you know (laughs) it was so heartbreaking it was so (laughs) heartbreaking because it was like how do you how did you miss the 60s how did you miss the 60s what were you doing what were you apparently you were you were listening to like elevator music like what was going on how did you miss this stuff? <laughs> not not even like a janice joplin album like what 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 happened yeah where were you like a beatles album would have been amazing well yeah like, it, like why didn't you have a a, a beatles vinyl it, what, how how does it happen and i mean he had hundreds of records if not if not thousands of records and it was all stuff that like and there was a lot of it where like while i was going through through it i was like i've never heard of this i don't know what it is i'm going to listen to it and i listen to it and it and it's it's the same kind of stuff like <laughs> i don't even know what you would call it it's not like soft jazz i, I like there was there was to be fair, there were a lot of like big band jazz stuff in there, like Benny Goodman and oh, okay. stuff like that. That was pretty good that I that I took, you know, hmm. but there was it was like music that as I was listening to it, that like it sounded like TV theme show music from the 60s is what it brought to mind. Oh man, that's disappointing. It it was it was heartbreaking, not only because like I wasn't getting anything out of it that I thought was going to be really cool, but also like it, it opened a new door into like my dad's psyche that I where where it was just, just like <laughs> where where were you doing during the sixties? What were you doing? He's doing what everybody where, else was. He was working. Where, where, uh, I. Uh, like not a single rock and roll album, not a single one. And who, who wasn't listening, especially when like my dad was in his twenties in the, in the sixties. 
Mm-hmm. How do you not have a single Who album? How do you not have, you know, Kinks or something? How did, what, what happened to you? <laughs> <laughs> I wonder what it was. There wonder- was a lot of polka in there, a lot of polka music. Oh, he's, oh, okay. And there, and again, like my dad is huge into classical music. So there was a lot of classical music, you know, I love classical music too. So I don't want to put it down, but like, as far as the quote unquote mainstream popular music, it was all stuff that I don't, I, I seriously don't even know who was listening to it. So I think now that you kind of mentioned that, of, of course, your, your dad is Polish, you know. Um, yeah, but he's not from Poland. Yeah, but I'm. I My mom s- is from Poland. My dad is from Chicago. I can kind of see where, well, I thought his parents were, were Polish. No. I mean, the family's Polish, but my dad's parents, my dad's grandparents are Polish. Came, came from Poland. Okay. And so that he still listens to polka is kind of interesting. Well, polka got really popular in the like late 50s, early 60s in the mm. US. There was okay. like a polka craze. And it's funny because there's there's American, there's a whole category of polka music called American polka. And there's a subcategory of that called Chicago polka. What? They're, they're, yes. Chicago polka is its own thing. But American polka sounds almost nothing like Polish polka. But uh, but I think American polka is what you'd be familiar with. Anyway, there was a huge there was like a polka craze in in the late fifties. It was a, became a super popular thing in the U.S. That's interesting because I wonder how it got to Mexico because eventually it got to Mexico and it became banda, right? Yeah, and I, so it's it's very similar to polka. I think there. From, I had read somewhere that there were um, a lot of German immigrants to Mexico at some point. That's yes. probably where it came from in Mexican music. Yes, the Mennonites. There's yeah. there's quite a few colonies of Mennonites in in Durango, especially where my mother's from. Uh, in Mexico, uh, they they make cheese. It's funny because they make lots of cheese and that's how they make their living out there, I guess. Mm-hmm. I mean, among other things, but they, they have a, a funny history. And so I'm not, or a reputation, I should say. They have a funny reputation of kind of being uh, hard bargainers and maybe even kind of a little bit, a, a little bit like swindlers. Oh, wow. I'm not sure. I might be getting this wrong. So don't quote me on that, but but they're they no it's it's down it's in the record (laughs) well anyway um they they sell cheese and other little weird little dairy products because they i guess they they have very few machines they almost live like like like, amish uh, like amish and amish are are some some similarities there and how they reject technology yeah yeah but they they have i think they have tractors on this part on in those colonies but yeah, they they and they're white, dude. Like whiter than white. I'm like, where did you come from? Because mm. I went to I went to Mexico um, once, you know, uh, to visit family a long time ago, and it was like the worst two weeks of my life. But anyway, because I mean, <laughs> well, they don't live in the city; they live in the mountains, you yeah. know. 
and there's no plumbing up there and it was just not cool anyway uh <laughs> it was it was rough dude it was it was rough I, I i was like wow you people live out here you guys are amazing but um yeah they they like i'd see them and they would walk into town and i'm like where did you come from like you are definitely not mexican like you're not just a, a mm-hmm. white mexican you're not mexican yeah you know and I'm, and they're like they spoke spanish with like a weird german accent or like a, and i was just like what yeah. just like and and they're and well, they I, I bet it's a lot like like mennonites here in the us or or you know mennonites or amish or like pennsylvania dutch mm. where they you know they live in communities where they're basically sheltered from the rest of society and they all have their own accent like somebody like Amish people have an accent. Pennsylvania Dutch have a very pronounced accent. Yeah, it's very much like that. They have their own weird accent. And it's not, it just sounds like someone who doesn't practice Spanish. Mm-hmm. And it's really interesting because I'm like, how do you live in Mexico and speak with an accent? I'm like, <laughs> or live in Mexico and speak with a white person accent. It's it's just weird. And, and that and like these people live in Mexico their whole lives. Yeah. And it's, it's just, there's so many cultures and subcultures and stuff that I, I am not aware of. And when I stumble upon one, I always think, holy cow, this exists. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and Mennonites is one of those really weird. But anyway, yeah. So there are Mennonites in Mexico uh, and maybe they brought, they probably brought the polka and because mm. polka is super popular in that particular region of Mexico yep. where Durango is. Yeah. And they even call it, they used to call it Banda. Now they call it Duranguense, which is yeah. Durango, the state of Mexico. And so that that's, that's what they like to play. And they got the accordion and the whole shebang, except they dress up like cowboys. Yeah. And it is, it, it, it was one of those things of music that my mom would play and I always hated. Yeah. <laughs> she would blast that. Like she was jamming, like it's our jam. And I was like, this, this stuff sucks. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, it's kind of like hillbilly music. Yeah. You know? So you, if you don't have a taste for it, I mean, it's very, very bombastic and loud and fast. Mm-hmm. You know? It's very bombastic for sure. I I haven't listened to it in a while, so I can't say it. I don't know if it's fast, but it's just not my cup of tea. And I was just like, no. And yeah, my mom, yeah, we're hillbillies. It's <laughs> it, it, it's funny. Well, that's not what I was saying. I no, was saying no. that's probably why you don't like it. Well, you know? I mean, it's I mean, if you would have seen where she grew up, yeah, you'd say, yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> the hillbillies. So, yeah. like, my Spanish is, is weird to begin with. So, but anyway, that's all a different topic. So, brother, we just did two hours. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I think I think we've hit the topic hard enough. I think so. I think we beat it up pretty good. <laughs> all right, man. Well, it's been a blast. For sure, man. Thanks, man. Always a pleasure, brother. Always. And enjoy those guilty pleasures. No After- guilt in it. No shame. No shame. For sure. No shame. No matter how you eat it. (laughs) Except for the freestyle music. No shame. Uh, (laughs) All right. This is Edgar Traves and not my cousin Dan. Thanks so much. We'll catch you next time. Play us out with some polka.
the end. Music Overload by AGST and Freya und Alu by Trabard can be found over at Epidemic Sound. I hope you guys enjoyed this one, and、um, I hope if you have a guilty pleasure, that it's okay for you to like that guilty pleasure. If you want to eat my fruity pebbles from a giant cup, then it's your right. It's a free country. Do what you want. If you like what you hear, make sure you like and subscribe and do all that stuff over at wherever you hear your podcast at. Also, don't forget to go and peruse our store online at shop.theflowrollpodcast.com. And follow us on Instagram at theflowroll. We're working currently on putting together our website. You'll be able to find it at theflowrollpodcast.com. There you'll find all our content centralized in one location along with all the other things we offer. Thanks so much for listening. We'll catch you next time. Bye.